Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me, as always, to talk all things Giro Rosa and you know various other women's cycling related things is my good friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah? Oh, I'm all right. I'm in post tour blues again. Post tour blues. I didn't even go to this race, and I've got post tour blues. It took me a month to get over the um, Aviva Women's Tour. Oh God, I don't know if I can handle you being blue for a month over a race you haven't been to. I mean, I well, actually, no. I mean, you know, I, that might be the case for a lesser race, a less worthy race. But the Giro Rosa this year, oh my fucking God, what a race! Yeah, it was so so many so many beautiful moments. Like just just fun. And um, where we left you, dear listener, we talked about we talked from the prologue up to stage six, uh, with Dan getting slightly confused about the numbering. I didn't get confused. You got confused. I was totally. <laughs> I'm all down with the numbering system. Prologue is zero. Everything else is one, two, three, four, five, six. I got it. I nailed it. Yeah, I dominate the numbering system. But yeah, we left you. And where we left you, we were, um, we'd had the first climb, well, climbing, Africa stage. And then we'd had a classic star stage, which I mean, one in fine form by Mayuko Hagiwara. Megan Guarnier of Bowles Dolmans was in the Malia Rosa, having increased her lead every day through the judicious use yeah. of, 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 of qualifications. qualifications. Indeed. Seriously, I love how you can i love how clever teams use those bonnies because it's just so cool and clever and so we were going to um so we talked about that and stage seven was the stage that i was looking forward to most because it had a big climb with a little tiny descent and then a bit more climbing and then an enormous 20 kilometer descent to the finish that's my favorite kind of race to watch i love i love cycling but descending days that's my favorite fair enough fair enough do you remember Honestly, who can argue with a good descending day? Everyone loves oh. to go down well. <laughs> uh, what? Um, what? I don't, I don't understand. You're making drum noises. What's that about? <laughs> so I, um, I think it's because one in my, I think it's my first Tour de France. I actually sat down and watched. Um, they had that amazing day where Fabien Cancellara was descending like an absolute lunatic through the cars. <laughs> Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Fabian, yes, men's cycling. Oh, but um, yeah. I yeah, we're trying to we're trying to keep our listeners awake, Sarah, and not put them to sleep. So can we switch back <laughs> did to? You, did, did you know men race bikes? Um, no, look, I've heard it. I, you know, it's a hotly rumored and contested thing, but you know, apparently, uh, people say that, and I'm like, yeah, okay, tell me how many attacks there were in a stage, and you know, they're like, oh, like four. Like, yeah, how can you even call that a race? That's, that's, you know, that's, that's barely out of the neutral zone. (laughs) Yeah, well, stage seven was glorious. It was completely spectacular. And after the first climb, with about 60 kilometers to go, Lucinda Brand um, attacked and was out solo. And which is very unlike her, really. I mean, you know, shy, retiring (laughs) type that she is. (laughs) <laughs> she got she had already had two second places a day in the Maglia Rosa Rosa and um 
also won her first run her first stage of the Giro. So I think at this point she's just thinking, what have I got to lose? Uh-huh. Nothing at all. And it's one of, again, it's that beautiful thing where um, you know, if where if if the other if the GC right, okay, Anna van der Bregen Braga doesn't have to chase anymore because yeah. you know that's yeah. teammates out ahead. I'll just sit on your wheel. Um, yeah, and it was it's oh when you're watching the video and she's not um she's a, she's a good climber but she's not a great climber you know if you she's sure, so sure. and um <laughs> one of my favorite things was on the final stage there was a bit of a joke between lauren rowney and carly taylor and valley scandalara about how yeah if we um attack you know if we if we start now we can maybe get to the, <laughs> yeah. we can maybe yeah. get we'll, we'll be caught on the climb <laughs> yeah exactly if we if we leave like four hours before everyone else we might make it part way up the climb before they catch us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i was um i interviewed eleanor Cicchini, uh this week which is getting a little tap over the weekend i think and she was saying the same thing that one of the good things about being in a, bre- in a breakaway is if you're not the best climber you get a head start on the climb <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the, the brutal practicality of the cycling life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to be in the break. I just didn't want to get dropped on the climb. <laughs> yeah. So we had Chikini there. Um, you know, sorry, we had Lucinda Brand out by herself. And I, at this point, was knowing that if Lucinda Brand could get to the top of the climb, even just a little bit, uh, the final climb, even just a little bit ahead of the. Um, of, of the rest of the riders then she'd win the race because lucinda yeah. brand uh Brianna voss says that she has the best bike handling school skills in the peloton jeez okay um so what you're saying is essentially that mariana voss is unaware of her own skills no mariana voss knows her own skills and thinks, <laughs> thinks lucinda's that you know thinks lucinda's the best, the wow. best before Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I, so, um, yeah. it's, okay. uh, wow. It's it's yeah. So uh, so yeah. So um, and and behind her, so much interesting stuff because on the second climb, some of the big general classification favourites, including Elisa Longo Borghini, mm. were dropped. Mm. Mm. And yeah, and and then they hit this big descent, this big, huge, long. Um, it started off very, very fast. The end bit got very, very steep, very technical. And you can just—I love watching that video. I just that the thing that the that Rye Sport Two does is they show they tend to kind of show the beginning in in their hour long coverage. They'll show you know some oh here's what's happening in the stage, some interviews with riders before it. Then they'll show like a random part of the day in the early part of the day, and then they like to show a really big long chunk. Of, of the last bit as it happens yeah? yeah yeah so on some stages that's that's some that can be somewhat frustrating i mean and they have a very tight turnaround on when they make these programs so it's sure. also it's also clever yeah so on some stages that cannot that can be frustrating because you want more of well how did that breakaway get away and what happened in that breakaway and you know what happened then but on a stage like this where you just get to see this entire gorgeous descent mm. oh so mm. good yeah absolutely Absolutely. And just, I mean, it was, this is the one that I, I know you say it got technical towards the end and stuff, but it had, you know, a couple of like really nice, big, long uh, ramps, didn't it? So, you know, there was, oh. there was some really, you know, beautiful high speed descending and, and stuff that came off that as well. Yeah, I mean, it was gorgeous to watch. And the other thing is, so, so you know, so uh, Longo Borghini had been dropped from the on the on the climb, but mm. came back on the descent, which you know is just stunning. Um, someone was saying, "Oh well, isn't that like a bit? Isn't that a bit um, suspicious?" Because 
uh, basically, um, she'd been seen by the wiggle car, and then the wiggle car went forward to to go because Mara Abbott was in the front group. Was right. she drafting on the back of the wiggle car? I was like, hell no, not in a descent like that. A, bike riders can go faster than cars on yeah. descents. Yeah. B, there's no way that a car, that a driver, that any, and you know, Aegon, Aegon, the the DS is. Is, there's no way he's going to let a rider draft on a descent like that because you don't want to kill your rider. Yeah, exactly. I mean, trust me, you come into one of those those sort of, you know, hairpin turns or whatever in the car, the last thing you want is a rider anywhere near behind you. No, like, it's, because, it's just... because they can go faster than you. Yeah, this is, yeah. In, in, even in the small descents in the Aviva Women's Tour, so my, my driver was Dean Downing, who's a British National Champion Tour Series winner, he's saying that, yep. that you, you, as a driver... You, when you know the descent's coming up, you get way ahead of them because you know that they can come down faster than you, and like exactly. you just don't want to be. Well, that's it. Know. They start their braking later um, because you know, I mean, it, it's simple physics. Like, like a rider on a bike is, you know, like sixty odd ish kilos, you know, plus or minus a few. A car is. A thousand odd kilos, plus or minus a few. It takes a bit more effort to slow those fuckers down and get them through a bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than it does a bike rider. Of course, they're going to brake later. They'll brake harder. They'll get through the thing faster. You know, like it just doesn't compare. Anyone who thinks that someone's drafting through a descent is is basically revealing themselves to not understand much about movement in um, uh, the the atmosphere within which we all live. So <laughs> so anyway, this descent, so apparently also when Elisa got the hit, got to the group, the first thing she did was attack them. Because <laughs> 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 of course she did. So on um, stage seven, Lucinda, yeah, she got to the top first, so that meant she'd won it. I mean, even though it had like the flat run-in and there was a group of them, she still won the stage by two minutes, 41. With Megan Guarnier second, Ash Mormon third, Kasia Neodoma fourth, Elisa Longo-Borghini fifth, Anna van der Breggen um, sixth, and then losing a couple of seconds, Mara Abbott, and mm. then Pauline Frank from Bravo bringing in a bunch of four minutes um, and 30 behind them. Now, I just want to say something about this because Megan had so many stay second places in these races she was second mm-hmm. behind um pauline fran provost like t- you know tiny tiny advantage win in yeah. the aprika climb i think she was second behind mayuko hagawara's solo and this is again because she was going for those bonifications and bowls played it so cleverly and megan played it so so well because that meant that she extended her lead yeah and on a couple of stages mara abbott dropped a couple of seconds on those finish you know on the on those finish lines and that's very very interesting because the last stage is what enormous big climb that everyone knew that Mara Abbott's the best climber and can 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 win it but can she win it by enough yeah 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 so the GC after stage seven was Megan Ash Mormon Passio 16 seconds Anna van der Breggen 17 seconds Elisa 31 Kasia Neodoma 36 Mara 1.1 um Ebby Stevens 2.23 but Stage eight was the ITT. Oh, good God. The ITT. Oh, my fucking God. Yes. The ITT. And this was a brutal ITT. There's um, Tiff Cromwell had daily race diaries on cycling tips and she's like I don't you know who thought this was a good idea (laughs) yeah it's good for the um yeah it's good for the uh for the you know for the race and yeah it's good for the fans but it was a kind of really tough um it, it was tough and technical 22 kilometers with the descent hairpin climb 
really, really hard one. Um, in the hot sunshine, the beautiful views of Lago Maggiore, um, oh, stunning to look at, but yeah. like horrible to write. Oh, totally, totally brutal. And and particularly coming so late in the race too. Like, I, I guess, you know, we spoke last time a little bit about how tricky um, course planning can be in, in terms of a race like the Giro because you've got, you know, 10 stages basically um, in which to try and put together a Grand Tour, which mm. unlike, unlike, you know, the three-week Grand Tours that many used to in men's cycling, uh, that people are used to in men's cycling, I should say, sorry, um, you know, where where you can, you know, do a bunch of flat stages and a, uh, a, a few stages in the Pyrenees and a few stages in the Alps or, or whatever. Um, when you try to pack all of that into 10 days, it, it becomes a, a much more challenging and different kind of, you know, a uh, thing. And, and so it can make it quite difficult and i guess in a lot of ways it's it's um uh, for one of a better term a little bit i don't know unusual is not quite right but you know like it, it certainly has a big impact on the race when you're literally talking the penultimate stage basically is is the time trial and yeah yeah and, turn and everything on its head yeah and especially because one of those, I mean, the, uh, so out of those top GC riders, um, Ash Mormon Passio, she's been the South African and African champion in TT and road race for years, yeah? Mm. Um, you've also got, like, some very, very strong, t you know, some very strong TTers in there. Um, Pauline Fran-Pavot, for example, was the junior world ITT champ, and yeah. But it's also interesting about who who races it properly because the um, Bigler, for example, had some of their TT bikes stolen, the poor fuckers. Yeah, yeah. But there was an interview with Carmen Small who's, who had had her bike stolen and she was saying, oh, well, you know, I wasn't going to go for it for myself anyway. We're going to kind of take it steady or you know, not, basically not go full gas because we're all about supporting Ash on stage nine. Right, and that was very interesting. Um, lots of bike riders in the end didn't even use their TT bikes. I was going to say there, there was a whole bunch of used road bikes instead, just because it was enough of an up-down sort of technical kind of course. That yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, that Tiff Cromwell blog on cycling tips um, talks about you know the the, the 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 you know well would the advantage of the disc wheel in some parts of the course be outweighed outweighed by trying to drag it up the hill? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so. Um, yeah, and and it's always fun watching a TT on on um on you know watching it on the live ticker because you're looking at it going wow that's a good time that's a good time but then those good times just drop start dropping because <laughs> once you get into the GC into the top ten of GC yeah it's like that's exciting and um yeah so the fast so for ages the fast so the fastest time had been Kat Garfoot from Orica yep. Um, yep who was, you know, who was around 38 minutes, I guess, 38-something minutes. But I was super surprised by Mara Abbott's TT time because she's, you know, she's like, she's, you know, she's, she's a, we're like looking at it and going, oh, wow, because Mara came in with the third fastest time and, yeah. and shit, wow, and, that's a fast time. I didn't, I, 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 I and she, she beat people like Evie Stevens and Carmen Small. And again, it's like, well, were they going full gas? Or yeah, yeah, and it is one of those ones. Like, I mean, we we talk about now Mara most often as a climber. It's it's you know, and I'm not saying that she can't time trial, but it's not exactly the it's not what she's known for, and it's not the thing that you no. typically expect. And, 
And I was I was a little bit mean about Mara. I just assumed she was going to be dropped like a dropped like a stone on those climbs. But she actually, you know, on those on those descents. But she actually, you know, she she did she did drop a couple of seconds off a couple of stages. You know, she's not got sure. the best pack skills. Do you know what I mean? So when they cross the line in a big bump in a big group, there's like a couple of seconds between her and the next rider. And there were some stages like that classicy stage. I want to say stage two, where she was just you know she was dropped from the group right at the end. But you know she did really well out of her comfort zone and in ride you know. She doesn't. Yep, she chooses yep. not to race in Europe. She's not got the you know the same pack the same pack experience, the same race skills. So you know, oops, um, shame on me. <laughs> but um, yeah, but then the real once that the real big times came in after her. But and they had Kasia Neodoma who actually finished fifth fastest, and the rider everyone was looking at Anna van der Breggen winning in a storming thirty six minutes and five seconds. Wow. Um, you know, but but. Megan Guarnier, but the two riders after, so Ash Norman finished, and she's like one minute and 16 behind. But Megan Guarnier wrote the time trial of her life, and, and actually it does make sense because Megan is super fast on the descent. She's apparently been practicing, you know, been, been especially looking at descending, and it's so shown this year. And she's a good climber, so, you know, it's a good, it was a good call. I guess she just treated it like a solo attack. But Megan Guarnier finished just one minute and two down on Anna van der Breggen. Wow. So, yeah, Anna in the Malia Rossa, Magna Rossa and the general classification shaken up. Yeah, um, yeah. Van der Breger first, um, Megan Guarnier 46 seconds behind her, Ash Mormon Passio 1.15, Kasia Neodoma 1.46, and Mara Abbott 2.29, with poor Elisa Longo Borghini, who wasn't feeling well, which is gutting for her because it's in her home region. Yeah. Um, three minutes and one second behind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is the point in our conversation at which I have to give a shout out to our mate Jens, um, who quite rightly did his his victory lap on Twitter um, and was like, haha, you guys can't ever make fun of my predictions ever again, because he predicted that Anna would wind up about two and a half to three minutes ahead of Mara after the time trial. Um, I, I'm but, sorry. But I'm as, sorry, as I but pointed out to that's him, that's not a very good prediction. <laughs> that's not a very bad. That's not a hard prediction to make. Yet. <laughs> Anna van der Breggen is one of the biggest, um, biggest stars of, of you know, of, of she's a Dutch national champion. She's, she's, she's an amazing time trialist. I'm sorry. That's a bit like me saying, you know what? I've got this great prediction. I think Mara Abbott's going to do well in the mountains. You know? Oh, yes, I mean, I fuck. tried, man. You think it's me that picks on your predictions, but, you know, here we are. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was technically right, but that's like saying, you know what I predict is going to happen? I think Mariana Voss is going to go quite well. <laughs> I tried, Jens. I tried. As I pointed out to him, around... though, we, we, I said we will continue to pick on your predictions. It's just, you know... Yeah. yeah, when Ina was around, uh, when Ina Teutenberg was around, going, yeah, you know who I think might sprint quite well, Ina. <laughs> <laughs> I think the green jersey in the tour might come down between Cab and Greipel, yeah. Oh, jeez, you're brutal, brutal. Oh. Doesn't mean I'm not right. Um, <laughs> now, the reason that this was so fascinating was we knew all about the final stage, yeah? yeah well, we I was because... going to say, that was the thing is, like, the time trial on its own, you know, had the potential to turn things on its head, and obviously, as you just explained, did seriously, you know, change the, the makeup of the GC. Um, but I think part of, for me at least, what made it so interesting was that we still had this last stage to come where all of that could be turned on its head again. Yeah, and the reason was was it finished on the San Domenico climb, which is like this basically uphill climb 
mm. all the way uphill. And we'd seen it last year where Abbott and Emma Pooley had dueled through through mountain. And well, Anna van der Breg, well, Guarnier and van der Breger had, had attacked early on the mountains, but they were caught. And van der Breger only caught in the last three kilometers or something. And Pooley had won by five seconds. Yeah. So we knew. And it had also been raced at the end of stage six in 2013, yep. where Mara Abbott had won that time. But on stage six, so, you know, if we're looking at Guarnier and van der Breggen, in 2013, uh, Abbott was 152 ahead of Ash Mormon. She was 239 ahead of Megan Guarnier. She was four minutes and 24 ahead of Anna van der Breggen. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Well, if, if that result stands, Mara wins the Giro. However, last year, she was... Um, uh, Mara came second. Van der Breggen came third, 24 seconds behind Mara Abbott. Yeah. Megan Guarnier was, um, you know, one to one twenty two behind Abbott. Uh, you know, it, it, it it's um, Ash Mormon was um, about three forty five behind Abbott. So you know what I mean? Like it's like, wow, yeah, everything's going to come round to this last stage. Um, I do have a special place in hell for race organisers who choose to hold their last stages in a place with no mobile reception whatsoever. <laughs> Well, I guess it's lucky for the rest of us that hell isn't real. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? Oh, my God. It just kills me every time. Now, you know, I, I guess I worked on the Aviva Women's Tour. The Aviva Women's Tour finished um, stage one in Alborough, which had no mobile reception. But they still had a Wi-Fi sensor, you know, a, a wi- you know, Wi-Fi yeah, in the yeah. finish line. As we and all do. Could, yeah. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's something about, so you're kind of watching the race on Twitter and watching the race on Twitter can be super exciting and it's fun because you're talking to your friends. But on this, there was literally no information for the entire of the last climb. Um, someone found, I think probably Peter van der Veen, uh, probably found, um, someone like him, found a ski resort on San Domenico who was tweeting pictures of the finish line. But it's okay, so we know they haven't finished yet. Yep, yep. Maybe. But, oh my God, it was just, killed me man like seriously race organizer at least put someone in a race car who can who can i don't know oh my god get a satellite phone and phone someone down on the ground you know it's not oh killed me yeah i mean i yeah it's a shame because if oh oh god yeah anyway Mm, mm. it was slightly annoying I can, I can, I can sense the uh, the angst that may have. <laughs> are you are you like a Deanna Troy style empath? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have to revise everything I thought I knew about you and pop culture. Wow, you actually made a Star Trek reference. That's amazing. Of course, I made a Star Trek reference. No, no, just but see, I, you don't know. I don't you don't know anything about pop culture. You don't know. You I don't, don't know Star don't Wars. I mean, okay, so, so who was who was the captain of the uh, the vessel that Deanna Troy served on? Obviously, Jean-Luc Picard. Wow! Oh my God, this is a, this is revelatory. This is amazing. I know. Well, I, wow! I just think I stupid blowing up. Wow. All right. So who was what... who was who was the the child of the medical officer? What Wesley Crusher? He was oh my it. God! This is amazing. Wow! Oh wow! Wow, we're gonna have to start a a new podcast. We have to do a Star Trek podcast next. I probably know more about Star Trek than you do. This is amazing! It's amazing. Oh, Oh, I'm all excited. Oh man, yeah, all right. Let's talk about cycling now. And once we're finished, we'll talk about Star Trek. This is gonna be so good. (laughs) 
Well, I was just admiring your Deanna Troy esque. I, I I sense that you might be slightly unhappy about because <laughs> she was yeah, the no, best was, telepath was a in the very, world. Very very subtle clues. So a lot of people wouldn't have picked up on those. But yeah, yeah, yeah. seem to so, have strong feelings about Wi-Fi at the end of stages. So yeah, so so we're riding up the mountain. No idea what's going on. No idea what's going. on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out that Mara Abbott had won the stage, and you're like, oh my god, well. Well, how much by? Because, you know, Mara Abbott winning the stage isn't isn't much, but she'd only won it by 55 seconds ahead of Anna van der Breggen, which wasn't enough for her to win. Um, Flavia Oliveira Paparella, um, she's changed from Flavia Oliveira Parks to pa Flavia Oliveira Paparella, um, third, one thirteen behind, keeping the green climbers jersey. Megan Guarnier, 1.46. Ash Mormon finishing the same. And there's a beautiful picture of, of Megan and Ash finishing, looking absolutely fucking exhausted, but riding for those final, final seconds. Yeah. Um, Francesca Cowles, sixth. Cashin Yodoma, seventh. Um, finishing with Pauline Fran her teammate. And um, yeah, but it wasn't enough. Um, Anna van der Breggen won the Magna Amalia Rosa, won the Giro. Well, hey, there you go. It's interesting, actually, to me, because, you know, just last week we were talking about how, um, you, you know, Ravo had, what was it, four or five riders in the top 11. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, in, in a lot of ways, they'd sort of been obviously significantly there, but but hadn't necessarily dominated in terms of total number of stages or, or whatever else. They just had a whole bunch well, of riders sitting around. Um, well, and no, then, because and then you had, had three stage wins. Three stage wins, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, good point, good point. Good three point. stage wins. I guess um, someone that stuck in my Lucinda mind was Pauline. Yeah. yeah, well, Paul, yeah, no, four stage wins then, because they had two from Lucinda, one from Pauline, one from Anna in the ITT. Well, yes, but the ITT hadn't happened last week, so... Oh, I see what yeah, you mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. So they'd only, they'd only have, they'd only they'd have ha two... They'd, they'd, yeah, but even so, even so. Um, yeah, it was just interesting to me because, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's not like, it's not, like, I'm not trying to suggest that Rabo um, snuck through or, or, you know, stole it out from under anyone else or, or whatever else. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like, Oh, maybe it was me. Maybe you were talking about them, and I was just ignoring you. That that would never happen. I'm sure. <laughs> they rode so cleverly. I mean, I think there was something very interesting about how they did it as well. I mean, Anna only got into Anna, although she only got into the ITT, got into the Maglia Rossa with the ITT. Yep. She'd been. She she still has. You know, was still just sixteen seconds behind Megan. Seventeen yeah, seconds. Yeah, 16, totally. Seventeen seconds behind Megan when she, you know, when the ITT started, and I think they knew it. They they played it super clever. They actually ended up with four riders in the top ten overall. Um, Kasia Neodoma was fifth and finishing in the best young riders jersey at just twenty years old. Um, Pauline Fran-Prevot was sixth and Shari Gillow was tenth. So you know, they, the only thing that marred their um, they were really upset because Roxanne Kanetsman, who'd been such a good, strong domestique, had crashed early on in that final stage and broken her arm in three places. And they were all like, oh. Oh, it was great, but oh, it was sad not to have Roxanne on the, you know, on the podium with them. Yeah, 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 totally. So, yeah, I mean, they had a really, they rode it. They, I mean, Bowles and Rabo rode it so, so well as a team. It, it I mean, I'm, you know, it, I'm kind of, in a way, I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of glad it was, I, I, I didn't know I would have been happy with, I'd have been happy with, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's interesting. I'm not a big fan of, of the, um, 
of the style of you know not of of just just hold on and then hit it on one stage you know the right. kind of Mara yeah, yeah. uh, if she'd have won it if she'd have won it off off just one enormous mountain stages and while I like climbing I, I like I like the riders who make the race happen. You know, I like Elisa Longo Borghini sure. catching up and attacking straight away. You know, I don't. I'm not. Well, so I think I think everyone does like a rider who who contributes to the race being dynamic and exciting and and a spectacle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and Megan Guarnier Bowles did so much work for her, and she, you know, she was attacking a lot, and she was, she ended up in third place on the podium. You know, Ash Mormon would have been the great underdog to, you know, underdog too. So, yeah, yeah I mean, poor, poor, poor Elisa Longo Borghini lost more time on that day, and she'd said before that she just, you know, that's a climb that she just can't get on with, even though it's locally, local yeah, to her. Yeah. She wasn't well, and yeah, it, I, I'm gutted for her because I. I, I really want Elisa to win the Giro one time. You know, I just, I really do. I think she's a really good, fun, exciting rider who, who, you know, she, she says about herself that she doesn't win much, Like you know, she's not the fastest sprinter and she's not the best climber, but you know, I, I, I again, I, I sound like I'm name dropping this week. I interviewed Mariana Voss this week and she was saying that the rider that she most likes to be out in breaks with is Elisa because Elisa always wants to win, you know, and she always wants to make the race exciting. And for Mariana, that's the kind of rival that she likes, you know, that she, yeah, that she likes to race against best. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just a real shame that Elisa is so old and so close to the twilight of her career. <laughs> She'll have she'll have limited opportunities. So Lisa's yeah. gonna win the Giro one year. She totally <laughs> is, and I will be cheering my socks off for her when she does. And yeah, I mean Anna and Anna. Anna again. Anna was so Anna's so much fun to watch ride, and you know she's she's. I guess with the ITT being there, that was always going to be you know the, the Rabobank plan. But she was still attacking and trying to get you know trying to get stage wins in other stages. It just yeah. didn't happen for her, you know. And she'd worked so hard for Mariana Voss's win last year, like so so hard, like the, the, the attacking in the mountains, the mm. the attacks that other teams had to chase, and so yeah, to see her take the Malia Rossa, and also for Rabobank, I mean Voss is wonderful, and I will never stop missing her being in the Giro, just yeah, as I'm never yeah. stop missing Anna Pooley being in that Giro. But but it's nice for Rabo to kind of be able to do that by themselves yeah you know well, what exactly. I mean? well you know not so much by themselves but sort of extra to Voss you know in in that sense of you know they are a more uh complete and rounded team than perhaps is immediately visible when when Voss mm. is there mm. and, and the dominant sort of figure um and and to a certain extent even actually at at this Giro with um you know, I mean, Pauline is is kind of the rider that everyone looks to and goes, yeah, yeah, she's like Mariana. You know, she loves cyclocross, she rides um, mountain bike as well, and and she's performing on the road. And all of that is true. But you know, Rabo is actually again, you know, as they've demonstrated this this past week, more there, there's more to them as a team than just those those couple of riders. Yeah, yeah. And Lucinda, I mean, you know, Lucinda attacking and winning two stages mm. in such beautifully different ways, you know, mm. like, like really, really clever riding. And yeah, one of the things Eleanor Cicchini said was that um, she had to admit that she always looks, to, you know, she when she, like now she's had a bit more experience in the bunch, she always looks to Lucinda Brand. Like if Lucinda goes in a break, that's a good break to go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, like, you know, that's how I learned. Yeah, you know, that's, exactly. That's how I learned. I, I, I watched Lucinda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
look, everyone's, everyone's got their own system. It's it's as it's as legit as any other system. So. Yeah, and the other thing is, is is you know, while she's kind of being a little bit self-deprecating about herself there, the other thing is, is that you know, just watching when Lucinda goes mm. doesn't mean that you'll be able to stay with her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, like, you know, that's like, that's also be, a good and fair point. Yes, <laughs> you have to be very, very clever to be able to follow Lucinda Brown's will. That is that is a, a point well made. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's a really funny picture of them all wearing matching pink dresses after the race with their um, with, with like really? got I, matching... I haven't seen that one. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to look for it in the post. No, let sure. me show it to you. Let me show it to you right now. Yeah, all of these things are in um, my post on the on my on our blog prowomenscycling.com, where I collected all the things that I liked about the heroes. <laughs> They're a bit long. <laughs> yeah, well, if only if only you could keep yourself to just liking one or two things at a time. But yeah. I know. I mean, I do. Hang on. There you go. Have a look at this picture. All right. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Um, uh, it's adorable. <laughs> wow. I... They've, all got these, like, they've got these pink dresses on, these long pink dresses on, but they're also wearing different cyclist footwear. Yeah, yeah, um, so exactly. Like, like, half, so of them, half of them wearing, um, what do you call them? In, flip-flops. In, yeah, flip-flops. Uh, thongs in, in Australia. Um and uh, like you say, their dresses—they kind of look like. I—I uh, I mean, yeah, okay. They're—I I, would have called them like nineties or something. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the way that um, I like the way that uh, is it is it Talita? Yeah, Talita de Jong's. It's not long enough to cover her tan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to point that out because you know, hey, tan lines are part of the gig, but yeah. it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, but that, but that whole thing—that's that Rabo spirit. They had, they, they, they said like, um, you know, so I was Q and Aing with Cash and Yadoma, and and she's saying that you know the best part of it was like you know the dinner and the team camaraderie and the fellow feeling and how much they like riding together and stuff. And yep. I think I think that really comes through. They they seem to genuinely have. I mean, apart from poor old uh poor 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 um you know uh poor, poor, you know pauline like not you know it wasn't all happiness do you know what i mean yeah, for them yeah. but they and they did have some hard times but they uh, and especially losing roxana is a really you know yeah. is, is really is really tough on them but um yeah it was it was a really really good giro and it was a very very team giro you know this wasn't this wasn't like I don't think you can win the Giro through individual effort. You know, I think it's it's such it's such the race that you know you can't just do that. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, it is. You know, and, and while we to a certain extent lament that it's not as long as some of the men's Grand Tours and stuff, it is a Grand Tour. You know, it is a hard race, and it has you know, just as many variations in stages and, and long stages, hard stages, climbing stages, rolling stages, technical stages, you know, it, it's got it all. And it is a tough, tough race to not just win, but just to compete in. Yeah, yeah, it is super hard. And, you know, I guess I'm, I mean, it's, they're so, it's lovely. It's a lovely race. I mean, I was, there. it wasn't perfect. And, and one of the things that was difficult about following it this year was that in previous years, the Giro has had one of the best social media um, uh, setups of any kind of race. And they were, and this year, for some reason, they they just didn't even bother tweeting some in some stages at all. Yeah. And that's hard because, I mean, while I absolutely adored and loved and especially uh, Bigler 
um, who had who just knocked their social media out of the water this year. They were fantastic, but um, but you know, big big Bigler were great. Um, Velocio Stram were fantastic, and Semvestay, he's the um, mechanic from Brabant. He wasn't yep. able to be there every day because they take it in turns being in the car and being the one to drive the bikes to the next, you know, drive drive the truck. Yep, yep. So yeah, so they were they were wonderful, but. It still annoys me that the only way that you find out about races <laughs> is through the um, is through the, the the mechanic who's also got another job to do. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, and uh, I don't want to belabor a point, but I, I do feel obliged to point out that it is 2015. It's it's, oh, no. it, it, it's it's not like this is an unknown quantity it's not like there is nobody in the world at all who has ever worked out a way to get information out about what's going on in a race it's it's not like there's any race organizers like you know that in the whole world who have not been able to come up with a way to get out information about what's going on Um, i know and and the thing that's so hard about it is that these races still suffer the Giro still has its oh no how are we going to make the money to be able to to be able to do, you know, to be yeah, able to, um, to put it to on. To get yeah. And, and it's like, well, actually, you know, if I was a sponsor, I, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, there was times in the Giro where I was the only person tweeting, Hey, watch the rise sport chat apart from Pierre, Pierre, I'm going to say, oh, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. I'm so sorry. Um, who's the, who's the actual presenter? Oh, uh, um, of, yeah. Of um, Pierre Giorgio. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Pierre Giorgio Severini, um, you know, he was tweeting it, but the race didn't say, hey, tune in right now to watch the video. You know, t- I mean, it's just like, oh, God, please, you know, someone just do that and and share it because he, it's 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 so frustrating. Like, yeah, like yeah, everyone exactly. always talks it's... about how important, the t- you know, how important it is to have TV. And then when there is TV, yeah, hardly anyone's saying watch it you know like yeah exactly shit, man. And, and it's it's the bare minimum <laughs> like like it really yeah. is like in this day and, and you can just... set it up in advance you know <laughs> oh exactly oh damn it <laughs> yeah anyway we have feelings mm. we have strong feelings so yeah so um so what, what were your favorite moments in the Giro? um oh look uh, 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 I think I think for me, um, all right. So my favorite photo from last week is definitely one of my favorite moments. I mean, and again, not to, I'm not um, celebrating the misfortune of it, but just I love, I just love that photo of Elena Cicchini with the staples in her chin. And you know, I, I hasten to say I'm not at all relishing the injury, but I just really like that whole like it's fucking tough. And she's tough. And I just, I really like that. I do. Um, and I think for me, the other big highlight was the time trial. Because the time trial did just sort of, you know, it shook everything out and it changed everything. Yeah. I and mean, my highlights are still Mayuko Hagiwara winning. Yeah. And I, just because of everything, it, I mean, she had worked so hard and she got mm, to the podium last mm. year and she got into attacks and she was in breakaway. I think every time there was a breakaway, there she was in it. And just the outpouring of of Japanese Twitter, you know, yeah, seeing the yeah. in the globalization and just that whole day with Daniel to uh, to, to Clemmer Hoots. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said just, I just with mangled the, his name. The, I was so yeah, sorry. Uh, Tekla Hymenot, I think. Tekla Hymenot, yeah, yeah. Um, winning the 
the yeah. being the king of the mountains that yeah. day, just that saying of, look, we are, we can be a global sport. Globalization yeah, exactly. isn't just, yeah. yeah. So, so that was, that was lovely. And there were just so many, so, oh God, I could watch that. I mean, that Pauline Fran Prevost stage where she won just by meters off that chase group. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah was super it's exciting on twitter and it's exciting to watch and i love obviously like i say i love watching descending so i'm going to be when i'm in the particularly blue i'm going to go back <laughs> and watch the entire video of of them of, of lucinda brown descending and go sure. oh my god yeah how didn't she die <laughs> and i i, I think the comedy styling yeah. yeah the comedy stylings of lauren roney valley scandalara <laughs> and carly <laughs> taylor I know. Even even this morning when I got up for work on Twitter, they're they're still cracking jokes about uh, about stuff, you know. And just yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, how can you how can you not be amused by Carly's? Uh, you know, I'm calling it the Superwoman over over that railing, and and you know, who knows how far down that hill she went. It's. Um, oh. Oh my but goodness. I think I think it was that last thing where Lauren said and Lauren said in the morning, you know, um, last stage. My dad said, "Get into the early break." <laughs> hey guys, what do you think? And then Valet did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's actually that was that was quite cute too. Just seeing the, you know, like everyone's a fucking race expert, aren't they? <laughs> dad says I should go on the EB. <laughs> It's, so it's not even like, no disrespect. I'm not suggesting Dad was wrong. I'm just saying, isn't it? It's kind of cool. It's one of those, one of those weird, quirky, awesome things about our our particular niche sport, isn't it? That you can see that and <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So um, I also really want to thank riders who took time out of the Giro to answer questions. And mm. I've got various Q&As throughout the race, but I've got post-race Q&A with Jesse Walker and Kasia Neodoma. And, I've, um, and look out for the interview with Elena Cicchini because she she's one of my favourite riders anyway. But, oh, my God, she's so interesting to talk to as well. Yeah. Like, she's just fascinating. And her comments on, like, the difference between cycling in an Italian team versus cycling in a... Um, a uh, you know, in a in a in a in a in a more European team, I I'm, I'm typing it up. I'm transcribing it. Oh, and also, you know, Mariana Voss. I did get to talk to Mariana Voss <laughs> during the show, <laughs> and I predicted oh, that Anna van der Breggen was going to win. What was what was that crashing sound I heard in the background? Was that a name being dropped? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I spoke to Mariana Voss and I didn't hyperventilate and go, oh, Mariana, you're so wonderful, at least. <laughs> That's not what I heard. I heard your interview was, it was like 45 minutes of you going, Mariana, you're so fine, you're so funny. <laughs> Mariana. Hey, hey, Mariana. <laughs> I can be professional occasionally. All right, all right. Okay, if you say so. So, but the racing hasn't finished because, oh my God, this week is incredible. Like really, really exciting racing. There's three races on this week that I think you should all pay attention to. And um, that we start off with, um, well, we start today with the Tour de Bretagne, which isn't, um, I am 
gutted for Audrey Cordon, who who broke her collarbone in the Giro, because the Tour de, the Tour de Bretagne is her home her home race, yeah. and she really enjoys racing it. I mean, it's it's the smallest of this three weeks races. It's generally one of these ones that's a development race in general, yeah. very yeah. much in general. So the kind of teams you've got there, you've got Astana and B Pink. Um, you've got High Tech with Kirsten Vial. They always have one big team there. You know, Matrix, um, mixed mixed teams, Poitou Charentes, Russian, Spain, Just- Spanish teams teams you know like you've got like 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 it's not that's not the one apart from high tech that's not the one where you're going to get all the big names yeah yeah no and i guess we're lucky that it's a super climby race otherwise kirsten might dominate so (laughs) is it super climby i haven't even looked (laughs) then we also have the benet ladies tour which was it's a three-stage race which started last year and goes between bed it's basically the low country it's a four-stage race over three days um last year won by emma johansson uh, so it has a road race, then it has a day with a um, 6.3-kilometre ITT and then a 100-kilometre road race and then another road race. And that one, you're going to see riders like um, Eleanor Cecchini and Wiggle with Yolin Dora. Um, and you're going to see, you know, uh, those you know those kind of teams. You've got a Belgian national team. You've got a Swedish national team led by Sara Mustanen. And so there's going to be a lot of that's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's I think it's going to be all about um, Yolin Dora. Yeah. But um, watch out for Ellie, you know, watch out for Eleanor Cecchini too, because she's on she's doing really, really well. And she's so much fun. But, yeah, those are the kind of Wiggle and um, Wiggle and Lotto are the biggest teams by far in that one. Yeah. And they've got like top sports and they've got some um, Viano and they've got Park Hotel Valkenburg. But, you know, really. Oh, and, but really, it's going to be Lotto Sigdal, Wiggle Honda and maybe a bit of Optum. Mm. But the other race, my fav- one of my favourite races, is Turingen Rundfahrt. Um, I wish I was there. It's um, it's in Germany. It's back to it's eight stages, man. Um, it's, it's yeah, just... yeah, exactly. It's it's not quite full Grand Tour, but um, you know, as we've as we've joked over the last couple of years, if they just keep adding a stage a day and 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 calling it two different names, yeah, and they, that, they do that. They do that women's cycling race thing where it's seven days long. You know, they're not allowed yeah. to be over seven days, so they put a two stage day in. Yeah. And this is the one with the biggest teams out there. Yeah, you've got. Velocio Sram, headed up by Lisa Brunauer, who wants to win a German race in Germany, God damn it! You've got Bigler with Annemiek van Vleuten. You've got Orica AIS led by Emma Johansson. Now, Emma wasn't at the Giro. You've got another high-tech team, because they've got two teams now. Um, in, in uh, two, two, two teams out there. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, USA, you've got another Park Hotel, Valkenburg. Um, yeah, it, it's quite an interesting one. And Pearl Azumi, Sports Tours International are out there. Okay. Yep. 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 And then they've also got some some always good fun small German teams um, who are in, and they've also got Hanka Krupfenagel racing for Max Solar. Now Hanka um, is not at her she's not at her prime she's in her 40s um that's not a bad thing some very great people are in her 40s <laughs> but you know but hanker it's her home region and one of the hills is named the hankerberg after her and she has a lot of fans from there and she's a brilliant rider and she's so much fun so yeah um turingen and turingen has daily tv clips highlights on on the um uh, ARD Media, um, which is the uh, German German t- German news, um, MDR TV and uh, MDR Actuel. Uh, they also have a live ticker, so watch that race. But yeah, I mean, crazy crazy times. I love touring, and it's one of those riders races that people love to ride. You stay the same all week in the same hotel. 
you know, all the yeah. teams together in the same hotel. So, you know, people don't have to move, which makes life easier. It makes life super easier for the mechanics. Um, you basically drive out to the different stages. I talk about Turingen because they have stages that start and finish and pass through the same towns. Yep. So if you're a spectator, which I have been at Turingen, thank you very much to Steph Wyman who took me out there one year. You basically start in the town, see them off, go off and have an amazing German coffee and cake. Like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Watch them scream through the town. Um, go and look at the stalls. Go and look at the, you know, there's, it always smells of sausages because of, you know, of Germany. Um, it's sponsored by a beer company. So, you know, you can go and have a beer while you're waiting from the German oh, beer. Oh, sounds horrible. German brewery. Oh. And then, then they come through again. And then you, you know, meander around this, this town, like looking at this, like, East German East German landscape, beautiful places that they go to. And then you've watched them finish. And it's just, and then you, you know, walk around and see the little race village. And yeah, it's, it's such a good race. I, I, I totally recommend if you ever want to go and see it, go and see a race. I mean, God, if I had the money and a car, I'd just get in the car and I'd go this weekend and just see the last weekend of Turingen. I just, if I could drive, I'd, yeah, I'd get I was, in a plane. I was going to say, you need a little more than just the car, like maybe some yeah. lessons, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just oh god, Dan! If you lived in Europe, we could just go. You know what, Dan? Let's just do it. Let's oh, just, yeah, yeah. Let's just do you it know, this weekend. Like we lived in Europe and actually tried to tried to interact with each other that much. It would result in me driving us off a cliff. You know that would happen. You just know. Are you talking Thelma and Louise style? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking angry dad on family vacation. Don't make me turn the car around. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I've had enough. Into the gorge we go. <laughs> and I like I like the fact that you kind of assume that, that it's me annoying you rather than the other way around. No, no. Well, I'm the driver. I'm not saying I would annoy you. I'm saying I'm the one who would eventually just be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> one day we'll hang out at a race and we'll see if this is true. True, actually, and when we do, we, we should basically just record the whole day. <laughs> be like, what, it'd be like, be like eight hours of you and I going, "Oh fuck, this is boring. You're such a dick." <laughs> and, and then, and then, like fifteen minutes of, "Oh my god, I can't believe that finish. That was amazing. Didn't you love the race? Don't you love cycling? I love you. This is the best." <laughs> you mean, you mean it wouldn't be incredibly polite conversation as we realise we have nothing in common, nothing to talk about. <laughs> Well, maybe from you. You are English. I'm Australian. We're we're much more honest. Yeah, yeah. So, you just be going. I'm going to the bar. I'm going to the bar. I'm going to the bar. Yeah. Well, no, actually, well, that would be like for the first half hour, and then it would be like, hey, if I gave you some money, would you go to the bar for me? That's basically my line. Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, yourself, get yourself something while you're there. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is that if I knew someone who could drive me. And, or, and could pick me up from the airport. I'd be at Turingen this weekend, man, because Turingen is my favourite. Uh, it's it's just it's beautiful, it's fun, um, and it's glorious. Okay, and yeah, and we'll be back next week to talk about that. We'll talk yeah. about the course. We'll talk about all sorts of other things like that. And yeah, I'll um, we'll see you then. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>